ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Oh, baby. All you Saints fans that wanted the team to get active and free agency. They have Traquan Smith with that deal yesterday. A quarterback signing today. Head coach Dennis Allen speaking this morning at the owners' meetings. Got news from there as well. Plus, we'll have a fun show lined up for you today. A handful of different topics, including one that the national media is absolutely either loving or not. I don't know. But today could be the day the L.A. Lakers fall to 11th. I, I don't celebrate or anything. They've still got plenty of time. But, um, yeah, they're playing tonight. And one of the storylines is if they lose to the Mavericks, which, by the way, Dallas at home is a 12-point favorite against the Lakers tonight. The uh, San Antonio Spurs, thanks to a win, are half game back. So I believe they own the tiebreaker, as everyone says, if the Lakers lose tonight and LeBron is questionable with that ankle injury. The Spurs would be in 10th and the Lakers would be out. Now, again, we got some time before the season ends. But, yes, that is one of the national storylines here as well. As the Pels will head on out to Portland for tomorrow's game. It, it, it's easy. You got to get that win. You got to get the, the game against Portland as well on the 7th. Those have to be wins, especially with so many of their players out. We're going to speak with John DeShazer. Hopefully either 205 or 215. His thoughts on Jameis Winston speaking yesterday. In case you missed some of that sound, Jordan got that to us in hours two and three. I'll replay some of that here in this hour. Some of the key points. I didn't even get to all of it. He had a lot of interesting things to say yesterday about James Hurst at left tackle. The receiving room, the receiving group room, Traquan Smith re-signing with the team. So we'll go over that as well and get John DeShazer's take as he also was in on the interview with Dennis Allen this morning as he spoke. So, Pels and Saints with J.D. coming up in the last hour, in the 2 o'clock hour. And coming up here in a little bit at 1230, Juan Kincaid will also talk to him about his thoughts on those two topics, and also he's a North Carolina guy. So we'll see how the Tar Heel is doing with UNC and Duke set to play the second game of the two games on Saturday. In the final four that's coming to town this week. So we'll address all of that and more. Corey Glore is going to join us at 1.30. Trying to get Manny as well. UNO uh, play-by-play voice for baseball. The Pelican Cup going on tonight. Um, as Tulane will take on UNO. And we'll address a little college baseball. Looking forward to talking to Mike Silva coming up on Thursday as we do every week. The Colonels coming off of a sweep of SLU over the weekend. They take on Lamar tonight, 6.30 over in Thibodeau. So we will talk to him on Thursday about those three games and the one today here as well. So that's kind of the slate. We have a handful of different topics here. Quarterbacks, their salaries, Lamar Jackson, his salary. 
um, how that sort of addresses the team. And you know what? I, I don't know if this is one of those things where I just sit there and go, eh, you know, I'm just, just, I'm just talking, just talking either myself or just talking here. But, but there's a player that, again, all of this, hey, make the moves. Saints need to make moves, do all this effort. But there's like a player that I was just thinking, well, what if the Saints did this? They went after this player. I think would be a game changer and would make this offense one of the most bruising offenses in the NFL. I think one of the, like a, a walking Netflix show potentially. High risk, high reward would be my guess. I guess the way I look at it from that aspect of it. Also, the NFL did approve just a little bit ago uh, the overtime rule modifications, okay? So the owners have approved a modified proposal for overtime that will guarantee each team a possession, get this, but only for postseason games. So the vote took place Monday afternoon at the annual league meetings. Now the current rule, which allows a team to win on the opening possession of overtime if it scores a touchdown, will continue for regular season games. So there you go. Does that make any sense for you? I mean, I guess if you're going to do it, do it all, right? Regular season and postseason. So just in the playoffs, you got to make sure the other team gets a possession. What? Okay. That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, okay. I don't know. I my thing is again, stop the other team. And this is just because the other team doesn't get the chance if the other team scores a touchdown. Um all right. So get your opinions on that here as well. If you'd like to chime in, eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three is the way to chime into the conversation. Our questions of the day, as Jordan the intern has been busy. We'll hear from him at some point this week, I promise. Um probably today, probably tomorrow for sure as uh, he's getting some projects done. But he threw this out here, and it's, hey, Saints fans, do you, how do you feel about Taysom Hill focusing on playing? Oh, that's right, today's lead. It happens to be something that Dennis Allen said today. And I think it's very interesting because it's something that I know a lot of Saints fans have been speculating and it's something that I know Saints fans have thought about, especially after. I'm about to give you a hint here. Uh, you know, Adam Troutman played the way he did, huh? Now, now you know where I'm going here, do you? Time now for the lead. The lead. The lead. The lead. Here's what's topping our headlines on the sports hangover. Tight end. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the Saints. <laughs> just, just to, to make sure, alright, to make sure that the Saints are gonna go in a certain direction. Um, the Saints not only are gonna use Taysom Hill predominantly at tight end, but they also made sure by signing a quarterback. First, here's Dennis Allen on the tight end position with now Taysom Hill. I think the role for Taysom um, 
really is going to be a lot more of the um, kind of F tight end, move tight end type of role. I think that's I think that's the direction that we need to move with him because I think he can be um, one of the better players in the league in that role. And and so um, I don't like having Taysom. If Jameis is out there playing quarterback, I don't really like Taysom standing next to me on the sideline. Um, and so I think you'll see him more in that type of role. That makes a lot of sense. Now, you understand what he means by that, right? Why, why is he standing next to me? In other words, there's some aspects of it. A, you're paying him a pretty penny. B, he can help you. He's one of the fastest players you got. He's one of the most physical players you got. It makes perfect sense. I think that's why a lot of fans have always wanted that, especially when that position uh, leaves some things to be desired, right, to say the least. Leaves some things to be desired. Now, the thing about it is, and I saw this already this morning, oh, here we go, another Tim Tebow stuff. Stop it. This guy's way more athletic. I think he can probably learn to run the routes, do those things, and catch it. And here's the thing. Uh, Kelsey, Jimmy Graham in this offense. Think Pete Carmichael might remember how to use that. Yeah, you don't need him with this hand down or something. You're, bas- you're basically throwing him out there in the middle part of the field to go up against a linebacker or a smaller corner. That's what you're doing. Makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense, to be honest with you. And in the Saints, to, to make sure you understand that this is where they're going. Uh, the Saints are signing former Bears quarterback Andy Dalton to a one-year deal worth up to $6 million, including $3 million guaranteed. He is QB2. QB2. Mike Triplett even tweeting that a little bit ago. Based on the size of the deal and things that Jameis Winston said Monday, I would assume it's a clear QB1, QB2 situation, not a competition. I don't think it is here as well. Um, so there you go. Love to get your opinion on that because that is our question of the day. How do you feel about Taysom Hill playing tight end? Could explain a large reason why the team hasn't gone out and been active in free agency at that position here. So that's Dennis Allen, the the main thing with Taysom, and that's what he's going to focus on. So, again, I've been saying especially on Friday when Brian was here and he'll join us here next segment, that it's one thing to sit here and and, and say, hey, spend the money, where are all these moves, where are all these things coming? I'm like, it's understandable because I'm like, I I think you can get a lot of these players in the draft. Uh, I think it sort of makes sense to go that route as as well. Well, Dennis Allen today was asked about that. Where's the spending? Where's all this stuff going on? Where is the, you know, The building on the team and free agency. Saints fans, Saints media members are losing it, Dennis. What's going on? No, not really. Not really. Because, you know, I think, I think people on the outside world look at things and, and say, wow, that was a, that was a great, that, that was a great signing or that was, and, and if you really look over the course of free agency and you'd say, um, they signed a certain player for this high number and big contract. And then, you know, a lot of times three years later, you might look down the road and you'd say, well, this, you know, he's no longer with that team for one reason or another. Generally, it becomes some sort of salary cap casualty or whatever. Um, and so, um, 
I think there's there's times where that that can benefit you, um, but I'd say as an overall philosophy, um, I'd rather augment our team through free agency and really build our team through the draft. Hmm. So you go augmented, meaning adding things, but build your team through the draft in that aspect of it. Now is that the line? Is that at receivers? That different things um, to it. So. Again, we'll talk on all of this and more, but again, the rule changes postseason. You will have each team being guaranteed a possession, not just, I mean, only in the postseason, not in the regular season. Dennis Allen on some of the other rule changes here. How do I say this without getting myself in trouble? Um, look, I, I think we, I think we play with the rules that are set before us. And, and I'm, I'm not necessarily always a big proponent of trying to, uh, change a lot of stuff. I kind of like the game the way it is. Um, and, you know, if, if that's, if that's the rules that we have to play by, then, you know, it's our job as a defense to go out there and stop them. All right. So that's an aspect of it here as well. Um, one of the other things that he was asked as well this morning over at the owners meetings is, all the different spots, it's you know, in 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 holes per se, or things that you need to address. How are you going about this to solve? Yeah, I think we've done a, I think we've done a pretty decent job, um, you know, in terms of of this off season of trying to fill a few spots. Um, certainly, the quarterback must is always the biggest one that you've got to you got to make sure that you fill. We feel good about where we're at there, and there's still a couple of things, you know, on the roster that I think we want to be able to do, and and and. Um, but we're going to take our time in doing that. Um, I've found that, and we found as an organization that usually our best moves um, are, are usually not the ones that that everybody wants to write about and and talk about and and you know tweet about or whatever. Um, our best moves are, you know, going and getting a. A guy like a Demario Davis that wasn't like this splash signing, um, but fits our culture, fits a specific need that we have, um, and and has a uh, he's the type of he's the type of player or the type of personality that we're looking for, and it just becomes a good fit, and they have success, um, and so um, I think that's what we're continuing to do. All right, there you go, Saints fans. Uh, we'll continue with more Dennis Allen here after the break, but. Don't forget, Final Four is this weekend. You know what that means. Pull out your favorite app, the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and make sure that you're a part of it as well. If you have it and you're a new customer, it's real simple. Bet $5 on any team to win and $200 in free bets come to you if they do. If they win, you win. It's that simple. Same game parlays. Um, you add different legs to it, the more money you can win for a bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. When you go to the app, you select the game or whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's baseball, basketball, what have you, and there's a button right there. It says literally activate parlays, and then you just swipe it, and there you go. You can you know, add different legs to it. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code LaRose. Bet five bucks on any college hoops team to win. Get $200 in free bets. If they do, you win as well when they win. Promo code though, LaRose. L-A-R-O-S-E. Do it this week for DraftKings Sportsbook app. We come back more Dennis Allen from the owners meetings this morning. He talks a lot about how Jameis Winston handled their search and approach and, you know, 
effort to try to get Deshaun Watson. You'll hear that next. We come back on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Houma, we're ready. With truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily, plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope. Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, Guaranteed. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-size problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will seek king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it's wedding, festival, Mardi Gras, rodeo, or concert, Joe Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases. Joe Septic Contractors can supply multi-stall restroom, air-conditioned trailers, anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning a luxury event? Check out their new black tie luxury restroom and shower trailers. Visit Joe Septic at Viscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, and Abbeville. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. Feel free to chime in in this segment. Bottom of the hour, Juan Kincaid. Two of fire, John DeShazer, 130, Corey Glor. That's it today. Brian and I got a, a ton to get into. Wanted to start, though, the show letting you hear Straight from Dennis Allen's mouth, though, some of the big news that's coming out today here as well. Saints did make a signing. Quarterback Andy Dalton is your backup. One-year deal, worth up to $6 million, $3 million guaranteed. Where you're sitting there going, well, what about Taysom Hill? Again, we just played it. If you just missed it, I'll play it again as we welcome in Brian. Brian, apparently we're not we're not letting you go to Denver just yet, buddy. No, which is good because okay. I like being home. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Um, but, again, again, you didn't hear it. I mean, to, to me, it is big news because one of the things that we talked about yesterday, Brian, is the Saints fan base really want, where are these moves? Why are we haven't addressed tight end? Why are we haven't addressed receiver? All these different aspects of it. And, you know, again, he talked about what we're doing with Taysom Hill. To me, it makes sense. So listen to it and I'd love to get your opinion. I think the role for Taysom um, really is going to be a lot more of the um, kind of F tight end, move tight end, type of role I think that's I think that's the direction that we need to move with him because I think he can be um, one of the better players in the league in that role and and so um, I don't like having Taysom 
if Jameis is out there playing quarterback, I don't really like Taysom standing next to me on the sideline. Um, and so I think you'll see him more in that type of role. Brian, makes a lot of sense. This is an offense back in the day to use Jimmy Graham. You've seen the league really go to that even after that from Kelsey to you name it. You know, and you've almost seen an emergence the last couple of seasons. Roy, even your guy down there in Miami, um, with what, Jacecki. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, you're, you're seeing guys that are physical, that are athletic, that can move down there. We're not talking about the hand in the ground blocking sort of tight end. He's essentially a receiver just at that situation. I like the idea. Not like him saying, why are you standing next to me? Absolutely. I mean, we know what Taysom can do when he's on the field. Other than the spot of quarterback. We've seen him play the running back role to a degree. We've seen him play the slot position. We've seen him play tight end. And to be honest, because of his background, you know, as a QB, whether that be, you know, college or, you know, some of the, you know, the highlights he's had in the pros, we know he can, you know, he understands where to be, you know, in the zone. We know kind of where to line up, where to, where would the quarterback put the ball? I like exactly what, you know, Taysom being a tight end because he's going to be a mismatch nightmare. And let's call it what it is. You get that boy in open field with the ball in his hands running, nobody wants to tackle that man. Okay, so you're looking at linebackers that are going to be matched up with them. Can't or, keep up with him. Or, or guys, safeties. Or, yeah, or, or yeah. you know, corners. Or say you're, yeah. you know, uh, Chauncey Garner Johnson, which I do like, but I'm just saying physically when you're looking at that, third and short, you're posting all these different things. It kind of led me when I saw this this morning to thinking on, on the crazy aspect of it, right? Yeah. yeah. Where I, I think I was... Uh, sending it to uh, General D earlier today, and I'll do it with you here coming up. And we'll address this in the 1 o'clock hour. There's a player out there right now on a team in the NFC that I'm absolutely going to try to get him on the Saints just because it is a Netflix show that's coming. It is an Ooh. absolute – I mean, it, it will be Beast. the most bruising offense that I can imagine, and I already have the cover for next year's media guide. It is parental advisory. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, you, you don't want you don't want that <laughs> yeah. ma- that matchup. You don't want that matchup. No, like, if you if you're a d- defense, no, you know you okay. want no parts. So of we're that. gonna talk about that in hour yeah. number two. We got a bunch of different topics we're gonna use in hour two. We got no guest other than Corey uh, to give us a quick preview of UNO and Tulane baseball. But we're gonna address a lot of different things. Quarterback salary. Should you? Should you not? The NFL also passed a rule yesterday where they're requiring teams to either have a female or minority be an offensive assistant that has to work directly and closely with the head coach that the NFL is paying for for a year. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that? I, I I like it as far as the mandate, because now you have no choice but to do it, and every team has to comply, which is much better than the way the Rooney rule was set up. Right. The problem is that I don't think real change will take place until real change takes place at the top. So right now we have one minority owner in Shad Condor in Jacksonville. And some would say that Shad Condor is not really a minority owner because he has yet to even be an owner. That being said, I think when that changes, when a guy like, you know, uh, uh, Rod, Rod, Rod Smith, who's trying to purchase the Denver Broncos, yep. when he gets an opportunity, we're talking about a billionaire here. We're talking about a guy like Byron Allen, you know, who had, you know, who, who's made his fame in, the, you know, the film and movie industry and television industry. When that guy gets an opportunity to own an NFL team, and I believe he was up for the Carolina Panthers bid at one time, when those guys have an opportunity to have, you know, football ownership, then can we see real change because of right now, it's one minority and he's of uh, Middle Eastern descent. We need to see more change, and when that happens, we'll see it all trickle down from there, and that way we won't have the uh, the inequality in what we see as far as advancement from coaches and uh, uh, execs, you know, around the league. All right, so 
we'll address a lot of this too in, in hour number two and kind of go back and forth. We'll love to take your opinion on what do you think about this? It's just an offensive assistant, not a defensive assistant, right. which is interesting to me. Very interesting. Um, because there were a couple that this, this team interviewed, it's Aaron Glenn's being one, you know, that I, um, Richard, uh, yes, Chris, Chris Richard. Richard. Yeah, I mean, those are two minorities that I think are to be head coaches. Absolutely. You know, so, be. but that's on the defensive side. So it's interesting. Maybe because you don't see it offensively or Brian, what you are seeing is that everybody's hiring offensive. That's the trend. Assistant, so that's where it is. Um, but I want to get to back to Dennis Allen on some of the bigger things. Let's just start with quarterback, right? Obviously yes. the Jameis Winston, the timetable for all of that and really the Winston and Watson process. Here's Dennis Allen on how that also took place. Jameis was great. Jameis was great. Um, and, and, and Jameis understands how, how our business operates. Um, and, and, uh, he was great during the whole process. He and I had a couple of, uh, of, of good, you know, call it tough conversations. Um, and, uh, uh I thought it was a good process. I like hearing that because I asked you yesterday when we played Jameis Winston's mm-hmm. thoughts on, on how that all went. And you said, that um, it came across as what to you? That Jameis was being an adult. You know, he was being mature about the situation because, you know, I, I can tell you from personal experience, if it's me, I might have bolted. But, you know, Jameis wanted to be in New Orleans. He loves his teammates. He loves the city. He's close to home. And, you know, obviously, as you can see, Dennis Allen communicating with him was probably the biggest part of that. That's the key, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Here's what, once again, in case you missed it yesterday, here's Jameis Winston yesterday with Mania when he was asked about what did it make you feel when you knew the Saints were after Watson? Well, Initially, I was just like, well, that's, that's none of my, that's none of my business. Uh, I have to focus on my knee. And, and luckily, that's what, that's exactly what I was doing. Uh, I was focusing on my rehab because, you know, if my knee isn't healthy or where it needs to be, I'm not able to do what I want to do. And that's playing football. So, uh, that was, that was my biggest thing. You know, uh, bottom line, this, this is a business. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy it turned out the way that it that it turned out, and uh, and like I say, like the stuff that I can control, I can speak on, but the stuff I can't control, uh, you know, I I I I don't worry about it because uh, there's nothing I literally can do. And that's when I played that yesterday. You said he sounded like an adult. I mean, you got a guy like Kyler Murray that takes down photos on Instagram yeah. and things of that nature that we'll talk about here in a little bit. Dennis Allen was asked this morning, "What showed you though that Winston was the guy?" Okay, so he didn't get Watson. Right. There was still a lot of look. There's still speculation. Maybe Garoppolo. Yeah. Maybe maybe some other quarterbacks out there. I don't know yeah. Maybe you take a chance on maybe a Kyler Murray because he's talented, even though he's a crybaby. B- Baker Mayfield is out yeah. there, you know as well. Why Winston? Um. Well, I think the number one thing was 14 to three. So 14 touchdowns to three interceptions. I think that was the biggest thing that that showed me that, um, you know, he can be our quarterback. Is is uh, I thought he did a great job of. of Protecting the ball, and 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 we were five and two with him as a starting quarterback, and um, so I felt like he was a guy that gave us an opportunity to to win, and so um, yeah, so we felt good about that. All right, so again, it's kind of what we touched on too, and yeah. mind you, <clears throat> that receiving core, mind you, me out there. <clears throat> The starting center going out in the opening drive against the Packers. Mind you, <clears throat> Cesar Ruiz is still trying to block somebody. Mind you, 
Teron Armstead, Ron Ramchak dealt with injuries. Andres Pete. I'm just saying. (laughs) So, um, yeah, you lost him for the season. I just, that's why I keep saying all the things that happened last year and his team still was, was a Rams defensive play away from a playoff game. And Roy's trying to tell me they're a five win team, man. Come on. Anyway, DA on the position group that we all are worried about. Receiver. I think it's still a position that we want to try to add to, um, but we certainly feel good about um, being able to get Traquan Smith back, um, having Deontay Hardy, um, having Mike Thomas come back. So we feel we feel good about the position, uh, but yet it's still a position that I think we want to try to add to. That told me he's going in the draft. Like I, I don't that nothing about what he said just now made me feel like you know what they're gonna address this position in free agency. Now I, I do agree with what DA said earlier, which is the idea that you know most of their better signings usually come after the splash period in free agency. I get that, but hearing him just now made me say okay they're gonna address it in the draft. So would, it be, say, yeah, would it be first round? Yeah. Don't know. Would it be second round? Don't know. But they're gonna address that position in the draft. They're not worried. And they should. It's a very deep draft with really good players. What now? I I understand that, but I I asked you yesterday, who? See me in hour two. I'm I'm gonna shoot Uh, for the moon. I mean, mean, hey, 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 hey. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just do it. I mean, if we're 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 gonna complain and want somebody, let's go somebody. Listen, hey, that's all I'm saying. Um, you lost to Ron Armstead again. The deal came out. Earlier yeah. today, yeah, his and details. When you look at the details, Brian, signing bonus twelve million, the salary this year one point one two, then nine million, then thirteen point two five, then thirteen point three, then twelve point three. Per game bonuses million dollars annually. Roster bonus next year eight million dollars. Twenty twenty six roster bonus one million incentives two point five million annually five years worth up to eighty seven and a half. When you look at that deal, there's some people say the Saints could have done that. I, I don't I don't know. I don't think the Saints I think the Saints know better than anybody who Tehran is and what he is. And when he's healthy, he's probably one of the top, you know, top five left tackles in the NFL. No you, doubt. You can put him wherever you want to in that top five. That's the problem with Tehran. He's a big guy that, you know, he's kind of built awkwardly for such, for such a big guy. You know, he's, he's almost like a tight end in, in a, in a O-lineman's body. It's the fact that from the waist up, he's an offensive lineman. From the mm-hmm. waist down, he's a tight end. And that's probably why he gets hurt so often. So that being said, the Saints can't sink that kind of money into a tackle who may or may not be around for the season. Right. And they also have language in Ryan Ramchick's contract that says, Hey, you know what, buddy? If you play left tackle and you make the Pro Bowl there, we'll also give you extra five mil. I think the Saints have a plan, and I think D.A. addressed that as well as far as how he looks at the offensive line, uh, you know, and who could plug and play in that position if they decide to keep everything as is. We'll touch on all of that and more with Juan Kincaid from Fox 8 Sports. The sports director will join us next. We are your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Bird game.
Terrebonne General Health System Community Sports Institute is recognized for outstanding service and contributions to Terrebonne Parish. We provide a certified athletic trainer to every Terrebonne Parish High School. We also provide concussion baseline testing to over 1,400 student athletes annually, along with CPR and AED certification to over 500 area coaches at both the schools and the recreation departments. We are proud to be your trusted resource in keeping our community safe. Visit teachyhealthsystem.com. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-489-6985. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-489-6985 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-489-6985 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-489-6985. I'm Insurance Commissioner Jim Donlan, asking Louisiana seniors to call us before making changes to your Medicare plan. Calling a number you saw on TV promising discounts and benefits may switch your plan to one that's not right for you. Instead, call the Senior Health Insurance Program. We make sure your doctors and medications are covered, and we check to see if you qualify for help with Medicare costs. Contact us at 1-800-259-5300. Brought to you by the Senior Health Insurance Information Program. That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wuss. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. 800-998-1003. Gus Kattengill, Brian. The enemy hanging out here with us again. You're not going back to Denver anytime soon, just letting you know. I'm probably, you know, I'm not even feeling kidnapped. I'm feeling like I'm just going to cancel all flights going west. <laughs> Is that what you're doing? Our question of the day, Saints fans, how do you feel about Taysom Hill focusing on playing the tight end position? You can give us a call or you can tweet at us here as well. as so bring in Juan Kincaid, um, sports director over there at Fox 8. Sir, good afternoon. How are you today? Hello, Juan? Hey, how are you, bud? I'm good. How are you? Doing fantastic, man. Um, so Dennis Allen spoke today, Jameis Winston yesterday. A lot to kind of break down from that. First, let's start with QB1 here. Brian and I were talking about really when he was asked about the Watson thing, how did he handle it? He came across, like, as Brian says, an adult, somebody that understood the business. What stood out to you yesterday when he spoke? Well, I, I think... Jameis is a veteran quarterback, and he understands that you're not always going to be everyone's number one choice, And but you have to kind of go through the process. And I think he gave a very, um, I guess, expected answer. There's no, there's no hard feelings here, and if there are, he's not going to show them on the surface because he's got a job to do. So I think Jameis was exactly as we thought he would be. I think one thing we've seen with him been with the Saints now is he has grown, his maturity level has grown, and that's that's what the Saints wanted to see as well, as a, not, not just his physical ability on the field. So I think Jameis handled it as best as anybody could, as, as we probably should have expected. He sees this as an opportunity to get another big payday after two years. And he, I think what's most important to him is that he is the 
unquestionable starter when training camp gets here in the summer. Right. He's the guy, and that's what makes him feel the best. Andy Dalton uh, being signed today, three million guaranteed, one year up to six. When you look at it, as you mentioned, you know he is the unquestioned starter. To, to double make sure of that, Dennis Allen talked about where Taysom Rolls, uh, Taysom Hill's role is going to be this year, and that is a tight end. Juan, you saw that a lot last year, right? Saints fans kind of wanting that since that position was left to be desired a little bit by the the, the gentlemen that were that were playing that position over at tight end. What do you think of Taysom Hill as a tight end? And do you think that that is a role that he can do? I don't think there's anything Taysom can't do. And I think he's proven that in his time with the Saints. You ask him to play a position, he's going to give you everything he's got. And a lot of times, more times than not, he's going to be successful with that position. I just think that's the way he's made up. That's his that's his makeup, uh, the, the kind of football player he is. But as far as him being a full-time tight end, I mean, I think he'll be fine as a blocker. I think he can catch the ball, but... Is he going to be a top-tier tight end in this league? I mean, he'll be doing this really as a full-time guy for the first time. And so, But I think what the bigger picture is here, Gus, is that this really closes the chapter on Taysom ever being a quarterback for the Saints, being their starting quarterback. He'll be the third-string guy now, probably a, maybe fourth-string, the emergency guy. But that experiment seems to be over, and I think that's what's getting lost here a little bit, is that you know Taysom has been saying for two years now that he wants to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Well, if that's going to happen, it's going to happen elsewhere because it seems like Dennis Allen has said, you know what, we see him giving us our biggest benefit at a different position that we never thought of before, and let's roll with that. As far as quarterback, you've got Jameis, you've got Andy Dalton in there, you've got Ian Book as your top three, and we're going to go with that. So that leaves Taysom on the outside looking in at that position and looking for another opportunity elsewhere if it comes to that. Hey Juan, this is Brian, and I kind of want to go back to Jameis for a second because something he said yesterday really stuck out in the idea of I can do everything your favorite quarterback can do. And do you think the Saints believe that as well, especially considering the length of the contract? I mean, his numbers speak for themselves, but the length of the contract and, and the Saints' belief in him don't really seem to be matching up in that situation. I don't, I don't know the answer to that one because look, we saw glimpses of what Jameis can do when he takes care of the football and doesn't try to throw everything down the field and just is meticulous in his decision-making. And even he will tell you that he has to continue getting better at decision-making. That's something St. Fed's not had to worry about Drew Brees. He threw an interception every now and then, but for the most part, he made the right decision with the football in his hands. And you haven't seen that from Jameis over a 16-17 game season. So I think they saw good signs of him being able to do that. But even he admitted yesterday that he has to get better at the intermediate throws, the underneath throws, because in this offense, they're not throwing it like at Tampa Bay when he was there 20 and 30 yards down the field on every other play. He has to get better at connecting with guys from 10 yards in. And when he can get to that point, that's about decision-making because the windows are a lot tighter there. That's decision-making, and Drew had no problem with that. He lived on those passes. Jameis, not so much. We hope, and I know he hopes, and I know the Saints hope, that they can see more of that consistency as he goes in this 2022 season. Wow. How much do you think the offense will change, you know, kind of now that they're trying to, you know, I guess promote the continuity and everybody coming back, but there's a big element of that missing with Sean Payton, who's done most of the play calling. How do you see it changing with Jameis understanding the unquestioned leader now? Do you think they're kind of maybe, you know, maybe give him the reins a little bit more to kind of have the freedom to operate the offense the way they want? How much do you see it changing from Sean to now Pete? I don't think the terminology or the play calls really changed that much. I think what made Sean Payton so unique is that he could just draw something in the sand and it would work, seemingly. And 
He was just such an imaginative play caller. We don't know how much imagination Pete has. We know he knows the play card. Right. We know he can make all the play calls. But when it gets to be tight and you're trying to fool the defense, can Pete come up with something that, that the other defense isn't expecting on a consistent basis? That we don't know. I think what the continuity part you have in that coaching staff's been together for a while, that's great. And offense been together for a while, that's great. Getting Michael Thomas back, that's going to be a huge deal for Jameis because, let's be honest, the weapons they had to receive last year just not good enough right. for a lower-tier NFL team, much less the Saints team is trying to get into the playoffs. So I think it also it all depends on the personnel around them and how much they can change. But I think you're going to see a lot of the same concepts of the offense that you've seen over the last 15 years in the Sean Payton because Pete really has just been an extension to Sean. Speak with Juan Kincaid, sports director over at Fox. It's at um, Juan G. Kincaid is the way to follow on Twitter. You know, one of the other things that he spoke about yesterday, Jameis and DA today, was about Michael Thomas coming back and what that will do to this offense and the importance of kind of building that relationship, one that we saw Drew and Michael get. And that's what I, I took out of Jameis yesterday speaking about with Michael Thomas. Hey, they got to get on the foot, on, on a football field, start working with one another, start kind of getting to know one another. And I think the sooner they can do that, the better, huh? Well, I, I think that what the Drew Brees always, always used to say, time on task. And honestly, Gus, um, Michael Thomas and Jameis have no time on task together at all. And so they've got to get on that. They've got to get out on the field early in training camp in some of the off-season workouts, maybe working out together to get on the same page. Because I, I think we all feel like that, it, that the light could just go on and those two guys will click right away. But we all know this game is, goes at such a fast pace that it's not always like that. They need time together to get the understanding of James is where Michael Thomas likes the ball thrown, you know, which is pretty much everywhere he's catching his radius. Jameis also needs to get uh, needs to be a timing issue. They they've got a lot of things to work out. It's going to be a very important training camp for those two particularly because I mean that that's going to be his number one weapon. That's going to be his number two weapon. His first and second reads that Michael Thomas is not there. You look somewhere else, but but Michael Thomas does make things easy for Jameis in that he will draw so much attention from the defense that other guys will have less pressure on them to to get open. They will be getting open so. But I think they have to spend a lot of time together in this offseason leading up to training camp, find ways to work out together to get on the same page. So when you get in the training camp, it doesn't look like it's taking a lot of effort. It's coming, it's a bit seamless. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. But it's also going to be interesting to see how he bonds with all these receivers. Again, he missed so much time uh, the last two-thirds of the season that that continuity he had early on, I think he's got to develop that with the guys once again as well. But with Michael Thomas, that, that's his number one guy. He's got to get on the same page with him as quickly as possible, as soon as possible. What One quick aspect, I don't know if you know the answer to this. I know last year and the year before that, COVID had something to do with it as well, and the NFLPA's association did as well. But I heard this week with not only him but other players, OTAs being mentioned a lot. But we hadn't seen this team do that. It was almost like you know they're doing it on Zoom or something of that nature or doing yeah. not what we're used to seeing. And also, Juan, with a – he is the new coach. So we've seen in the past NFL teams can start a week early, right? In camp or things that nature with a new coach. Do you think Dennis Allen takes advantage of that? I think they will take advantage of everything they can. And I think because, you know, the protocols have all changed and a lot more people are vaccinated. And, and even in professional sports, things are changing COVID, work, uh, COVID uh, rules-wise. 
I think a lot of things that we got used to not seeing because of COVID are going to start to come back, like these OTAs, and they're going to be less and less about um, virtual and more about getting the guys together, not just in the weight room, but on the field, going through the motions. I mean, they have to find ways to get back on the football field and that sense of normalcy back in an off season. I think it's not just the Saints. They're all, it's all, every NFL team, they all need that lead-up, that build-up to training camp to develop guys, develop relationships, to get on the same page with veterans and rookies and, you know, and especially with the new coaching staff. I mean, listen, right. they've been hearing Sean Payton's voice for so much, so long that you get into a rhythm of you, when he says something, you know what he means. Now you got a different voice. And it may be a guy that you know, but it's like Jameis said, you know, I know Dennis Allen, but I really don't know Dennis Allen because right. I only had to go against him in practice. I don't know him as a head coach. So you have to get used to that coach's voice in your ear, his cadence, what he calls, why he calls it, what he wants to see, what he doesn't want to see. These are things that, like, like the players getting together, Thomas and Jameis, um, these are things that guys have to time on task once again that will only develop as you're together longer. Juan, I know we want to talk about your Tar Heels before we get out of here, but please, even if you have the lot of me, please, <laughs> please tell me that the Saints are going to get a receiver not in the off season, not to not just waiting to the draft. Please tell me a receiver is on the way. I, I think I, I believe that they will go out and get themselves a veteran receiver as a number Thank two you. Uh, to, to to show some. Now, is it going to be a, a Daniel Sanders um, level? I don't know. They've got the the best thing that came out of the whole Deshaun Watson situation is that you didn't lose any players to the draft. You didn't lose any uh, um, You didn't lose any money, $230 million is what it's going to cost you, and you banked $30 million in cap space. And you have, so you have the space to go out and make some moves and do some things and shore up the spots that you need to and wide receivers a spot you need to address. But I'm also a believer that this is the year, and I said it last year. Last year should have been the year when they went out and got themselves a future quarterback. It didn't happen, whatever the reason is. I think this year they either get the quarterback with the first or their second round pick in this year's draft. And if if it's not quarterback on one, it'll be received on on the other. But then again, you got the question about the left tackle position. So there are some serious questions with the football team going forward. They have to answer, but they can be answered either in the draft or in free agency, but particularly in free agency. So I think they will get a receiver to be a number two. Caesar Superdome, seven forty-nine p.m. Sir, on Saturday, the Duke Blue Devils are a four-point favorite. I still can't believe this is the first time these two schools have met in the tournament. Uh, are yeah. you are you like the graph right now? Are you pacing nervously? Are you looking forward to it? What is this going to be like for you to see? Uh, well, let me just tell you a little bit of backstory here. So, about two months ago, I planned a trip to North Carolina with my college soccer team. We're all getting together April first in North Carolina. And I'm, I've got two college teammates. We're all staying together to Airbnb. So I've already booked all this. So I will not be here for the most important game ever. No. Wow. No. Dude, no. You have, Gus, you have no idea how much this is hurting. I've been dealing with it all week. Lee Zurich and I were talking yesterday. He goes, what were you thinking? I was like, no one knew Carolina was going to be in the Final Four right. two months ago. Yeah. Much less two weeks ago. You mm-hmm. didn't see it because they, they were playing okay basketball. But here we are. I'm going to miss Coach K getting beat once again by my Tar Heels. Miss Martel. And I'll be honest with you, Gus. It'd be nice to see Carolina win a championship. But if they beat, when they beat Duke on Saturday, that's the championship. Because it, 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 it puts things in the history books that will forever be there. And I'm okay with that. So if we win, when we get in the game on Saturday, I don't care what happens on Monday. I'm fine with that. 
There it is. I like that he said when we win. Juan <laughs> Kincaid, sports director at Fox 8. Appreciate the time, sir. Thank you. Take care, Juan. Fellas, thanks a lot. Appreciate yep. it. Yep. Juan right. G. Kincaid over on Twitter. Quick break. We'll be back. It's the Sports Hangover at ESPN New Orleans. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. It's crawfish season and Louisiana crawfish are ready for boiling. Rouse's Markets has special seafood boiling rooms in stores. Yep, these guys are professional boilers. Rouse's Markets starts with the prettiest Louisiana crawfish, of course. But the key is the Rouse's Down the Bayou Seafood Mix. It's seasoned with just the right amount of lemon and onion and garlic and heat. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. That's 11 to 7 at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Within days of Hurricane Ida making landfall, Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacies were up and running, providing vital medication to our patients and visitors. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding you the lowest cost available on your medications. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let us review your options with you. Located in Rouse's Supermarket on Highway 3235 in La Rose or at the Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff, we treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, dark and we're wearing sunglasses hit it now back to the sports hangover with gus kattengal all right so the um the deal for Jameis winston officially in the books the details coming out cat terrell tweeting it as well a bunch of other folks but it's two years and three void years base salaries of 1.2 million in 2022 they're paying him basically nothing. And 12.8 in 2023. For a starting QB, Kai Harley just worked magic. Saints went from about 13.1 million in cap space to 9.9 per NFL PA records. Now again, that's that. That's Traquan. That's, you know, some of the other moves, the safety and things of that nature. So that's kind of how his Deal breaks down. Traquan Smith's deal. Two years, six million, two million signing bonus. The salaries, 1.1, 2.7. 200,000 the fifth day of the 2023 league year, which is a roster bonus. We'll convert that. You know how that works. Yep. Um, up to 1.5 million in incentives for catches, touchdowns annually. 1.5 million catches, touchdowns, base escalator. In 23, 24, and 25 
They void if on roster the last day of 2023 league year. So they work their magic. To You'll make. never see those incidents. No, I mean, and, and again, though, that's what they do. They, they, yeah. they, they, hey, we need you. We got you on. But in it, it, it is about proving it and going yeah. out there and doing that. Um, James Winston yesterday was touching on getting Michael Thomas back and the importance of getting Michael Thomas back and what they needed to do with that time on task, like Juan said. That, that's going to be the most important aspect of both of those guys' relationships, right? No question. So here's Jameis, and then we'll hear from Dennis Allen this morning, specifically on Michael Thomas. Yeah, yeah, we talked briefly, and it, the conversation was congruent. It's, it's about actions, right? Like, we can sit here and dream about uh, the matchup, but we got to go out there and, uh, and we have to make some work. And we have to do it. We have to make the splash. We have to make the simple plays. We have to make the big plays. We have to do everything that is that is made out to be. Uh, but not just talk it. We got to go and be about it because uh, I'm, I'm I'm definitely looking forward for that opportunity. Again, it translates back to Sean. Like we thought that we were gonna have Mike Thomas, and we did. Uh, so again, like how how did things change from that? We'll never know because it didn't happen. So uh, hopefully, it happens this year. I know he ready and locked and loaded. Uh, and I'm ready and locked and loaded, so uh, I'm ready to really make some shake there. And I, I can't continue to talk talk that up. And I just, I just, I'm just ready for it to happen. I mean, basically, you remember um, what what was that show on MTV? Which Where everybody lived together, Real World. Yeah, yeah. That just one needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like Jameis, the rest of the receiving core. Oh, yeah, do him and Michael of, yeah. Thomas. Pick a place in Florida. Pick a place here. I don't really care. My front yard, my backyard. I mean, I got a lot of room out here. You do? You know, I'm just That's saying. Me. I mean, where, streets of Metairie. Where, wherever they need some space. <laughs> I just land. Look, I got Mike Miley Delta Playground right around me. I'm sure we can go to St. Martin's. I mean, we or the facility right down the street. I mean, it's <laughs> big enough. I mean, nobody's using it. I'm just saying. Um, look, it, we. you heard me asking Juan that for a reason. This whole we're going to do OTA virtual nonsense. It's time to stop. Okay. Yeah. And and I went, I got in arguments with Maddie. I got in arguments with other media members. It's no big deal. I get that you had a more veteran. You had Drew. Drew, and he still yeah. wanted it and needed it. Yeah. They better get on practice. This oh, ha- they have to. They, they don't like, have a choice. No, they, they need to do real OTAs, right? They, they've got to have, quote, unquote, those three practices a week. Yeah. Times four. They have to. They have to have a real mini camp. And they have to take advantage of the fact that he's a first year head coach. So he can start a, a week early in training camp above everybody else. They need to get out there and do that. I'm not saying you have to have two days that week, but you can do walkthroughs that week. You can do something that week to get a head start on it because I do think it's that important. Time on task. The, have the, to the, have it, man. Time on task. Have it, to it, have it. That, the words Juan said have to, maybe in fact, Put that on a billboard somewhere in the building. Time on task. We need as many reps as possible because, again, Mike is coming back from being away for about a year and a half. It's not a guarantee he'll be able to go out there and ball out. And, of course, you don't know what you have in the rest of the guys. They need time on task. Uncle Earl, thanks for holding on, sir. What do you got for us today on the Sports Hangover? Hello, Earl? Hello, sir? Dude, hear me. Hey, what's up, Can you hear me, dude? Yep, we got you now. Hey, uh, I hope y'all having a good day. You got my man Brian on? Yep, he's right next. I'm back, brother. What's going on, brother? Hey, Brian. Hey, real quick. I want y'all opinion. L- listen to this, Brian. Jarvis Landry, Will Fuller, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, A.J. Green, Sammy Watkins, Deshaun Jackson, Odell Beckham, Dante Bettis, and T.Y. Hilton. That's the free agent wide receivers. 
right now. Brian, who would you? What would your be? What would be your top two? And Gus, what would be your top two in this? I'd, I'd like Landry and Fuller, but I think Landry's already kind of priced himself out. I still, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say even, you know, Quintoris is still available, and that's my, you know, that's Julio Jones' real name. So I think him going against Atlanta twice a year might motivate him enough to stay healthy, although we haven't seen that in years. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, those veteran guys are guys I would start with. Again, Jarvis kind of priced himself out, but Fuller is a nice deep target. You know, he played well both in tech, you know, with the Texans and Miami. So I'd like to give him a crack and, you know, like, uh, Landry, of course, it'd be nice to have a homecoming, but I don't know what's going to happen with that until he comes down off that twenty mil per year price tag. So, what do you think? I again, I just, well, all, all we those need names. to sign somebody today, Goose. We need to sign. <laughs> oh, see, oh, I'm gonna go to sign me. myself <laughs> to be a barbecue. I mean, if not, we need to just gather up. I mean, it's uh, 70,000 plus, you know, go to airline and just block the entryway for any freedom that tries to come in until they sign a wide receiver. I, I got my cleats in the truck, Brian. I got my cleats in the truck, baby. I've been working out, man. I've been working out. I'm ready. Oh, man. I, again, I, I keep thinking you, you're going to get a receiver in the draft day. Like, I know you're going to get a veteran guy. Okay. Like Juan said, and, and like DA said this morning, may not be one of those splashy names or something. Like that depends where that money is. Why receiver? Hey, Goose, real, yeah. Hey, I agree, bro. Hey, real quick, guys. With with Taysom, uh, with the tight end deal, Goose, do you think his and Brian? Do you think his height hurts him a little bit at six two at tight end? But other than that, I love the move uh, on that deal. I, I think it can help. And also, Henry. the also the fumbles Taysom had the last couple of years. We got to kind of hold on the ball a little bit right there. Well, that, that's an entirely different, you know, beast. I, I think he carries the ball like that when he's out in the open field, which is going to get him in trouble eventually. We've seen that happen because it's usually guys right. that come up from behind him that get him. But as far as him at tight end, I don't think the height is going to really hurt. I don't think it's going to, uh, you know, help that much either. He's going to be too big for most linebackers. I'm sorry, too fast for most linebackers, too big for most, you know, slot guys. So I think, I don't think the height thing is going to be a, a problem. I also don't think it's going to kind of, you know, he's not going to tower over anybody either. I just think his physicality and almost like a spark plug, man, you know, when Taysom catches the ball, goes on one of those runs, bulldozes everybody. Yeah. That just sets everybody <laughs> up, man. So that's what they get, you know, with Taysom being tight end. But, but to that point, and, you know, thank you, Uncle Earl. Got to hit the top of the hour break here, man. Hey, have a good rest Cusha, of the week. Have a great week, baby. Salute, my brother. For sure. But that's another reason why you got to go get some practice here. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this guy's never played tight end. Correct. I mean, <laughs> it's spot duty, but I mean, that's not I, enough. I like the idea. I like the theory. I like the philosophy. I think the guy is athletic enough to sort of do this. And stop mm-hmm. comparing him to Tebow. He's not Tebow. No. Okay. No. Um, but. You, you've got to have that repetition, and the more he does it, you get more, you know, acclimated to it, and you feel better to it. And then, quite honestly, it's going to be important to do it in a game, absolutely. You know, in preseason. And and again, I said it last year. I thought preseason was going to be key for this team, not only because you had to figure out who your starting quarterback is, but even in here in this situation, you look. You're going to get receivers. I think you're going to get a receiver either here in free agency with some of those names. I like Sanders. I like, you know, of course you like OBJ. Of course you like Landry. It's their price tag. Yeah. I mean, you just saw the report yesterday. Landry wants $20 million. Yeah, that's not happening. The Saints are what, at 13 or something? <laughs> so, um, I, I get the desire and need. You know, we'll play more from Dennis Allen uh, as he spoke this morning. Uh, hour two, we can also throw in a handful of different interesting discussions here as well. Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans.
individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe 